This is RV on Business. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. It is exactly the right time to be on the radio. This is a show that I've pre-recorded with the sales manager for Eaton South Africa, Navani Gannis Johnson. Navani, welcome to High FM. Hi, Avi. Thank you, and thank you for and thank you to your listeners for having me. Navani, we've spoken to Eaton before, a dynamic company, a company that's really all over the globe. But a company that's all about energy, all about innovation. And ultimately, what we're speaking about is not Ukraine, which is a bit unusual because that's what it was, should be on everybody's mind right now. And just to nail my colors to the mast, I didn't believe that I would live to see the invasion of a sovereign state in my day. It's something that's just absolutely unspeakable. But be that as it may, let's get back to the, the challenges that South Africa has and the major dominant challenge the country has had for the past decade or two has been power. At the end of the day, the ANC government did not plan correctly. They planned too little, too late. They tried to put patches on the power problem, and it's just escalated and sort of gone off the charts to the sense that we are now having roading, load shedding. And again, over here overseas, when you speak to about people about load shedding, they look at you like they've never heard the term. Please explain to me what this is. And when you say, well, there's no power for periods of time on an ongoing basis, they look at you as if, okay, well, that's just a once-off. And then when you explain that it's an ongoing story, there's almost a look of incredible, just incredible. How can that be? But that is the reality, and hopefully it will come to an end in the future. But, Navani, coming back to you guys at Eton, we're all talking about power generation for the individual, each person or each home, each business, being able to generate their own, their own power, the microgrid, as we would refer to it. Is that a reality? Can that really be done? Absolutely. Uh, it's a reality. Uh, Eaton is uh, you know, one of the companies leading the technology around this. We've implemented uh, our own microgrid at our offices in Wadeville in, in the south of Johannesburg. So yes, it is a reality. It's about really evaluating one's, it's more than just you know your return on investment. It's about how much do you value your downtime? Um, you know, what is the impact to your business? And, you know, today, in today's economy, you know, two hours of load shedding has huge impacts on uh, profitabilities of the companies, especially coming out of the pandemic where they're trying everything to just recover. So I think microgrid is a reality. Oh, I know it's a reality. It has been implemented successfully. It's just a matter of getting on board and starting to see it as, as an alternative energy production. Fantastic. So the bottom line is that it has been done in small bits and it is absolutely, absolutely up and running in certain um, test cases, as you said, in your factory and your um, offices in Wadeville. Navani, let's come back to South Africa. Ultimately, ESCOM is the power generating utility for the country. It is the utility that is responsible. Here we are talking about us building microgrids in the sense that everybody should be able to generate electricity, look after their own needs, and if they have excess, even sell it back onto the grid to to the utility so that it, you know, it can be a sustainable so solution. From a business model point of view, 
doesn't ESCOM need as many of us to pay as much as we can for power so that they can build new stations, they can maintain existing stations? But us going independent, don't we sort of hobble the entire infrastructure of power in the country? In my opinion, not necessarily. I think opening the power industry for diversification will not pose a threat to ESCOM. In fact, it'll only strengthen the utilities' position as a baseload supplier. Um, it'll it'll offer ESCOM uh, that flexibility and and that margin to be able to conduct planned maintenance to ensure that their new build programs are conducted steadily and strategically. I think it gives them a bit of breathing room to be able to do what's needed to sustain their, their plants and look to the future. Ronnie, we've seen market grid work very, very well in certain countries in Europe, for example, Germany, even countries that don't have the sunshine that, the, that South Africa has over, in, you know, if you take 365 days and you work out the percentage of days where you can actually generate directly. Germany is pretty low down on the scale, but yet they are able to feed quite a lot of electricity back into the into the system. How far is South Africa, in your estimation, from being able to do something similar? At this point, we need government to step in here as well, and the leaders, uh, African leaders, to step in. It has to be something that is enticing for the individual to be able to to want to put up their own microgrid offering. It needs to be simple as well. You know, it's not something that's complicated. The average citizen is not going to read through tons of purchase agreements. Um, I mean, this is far beyond their comprehension, you know. I mean, it's far beyond mine as well. So it needs to be something that's easy, uh, something that, you know, a prosumer is saying, or even companies for that matter. This is not their core business, but they understand the need for it. They can support in some way. And let's just make it easier. So let's introduce tariffs that are easily to understand. Uh, let's introduce incentives. By making it more easier so that more people get online, it allows government then to step back and say, okay, we have, we've got a stable grid, it's functioning can now focus on economic growth, we can focus on, you know, on societies, we can focus on climate change, because we've made it easy for anybody to get on board this. You know, it's such an interesting thing, because ultimately, if the utility wasn't always on the back foot to hurry up maintenance, or to get things done as quickly as possible, or to patch systems, because the power, the supply is so thin, that a small disruption causes a major outage like we're seeing now, maybe that would just give them time to be able to do the maintenance slowly and steadily, to do it on an ongoing basis, and also to build power stations to a, a realizable deadline, not to a deadline that where there's so much pressure on it that it just keeps breaking all over the show. We'll be back with you in a moment. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. On the, on the line with me is Navan for Eaton South Africa. Please go have a look and have a look at their website. It's very, very extensive. It gives you the full breakdown as to what the company does here in South Africa and what they do globally. This is a company that touches our lives on a daily basis with innovation, with technology, and would be able to create and build new sustainable jobs for people on an ongoing basis. Navani, just before the break, we were talking about how 
independent power suppliers, and we're not talking about you and I going to buy a farm in the Karoo and putting up, I don't know, uh, two billion rands worth of investment of solar panels. Mm. It's about us doing our little bit, putting our panels on our roof, et cetera, et cetera, to feed back into the grid and how that would help the economy because it would take pressure of what you call the base load supplier, the, the main supplier of the company. How far is South Africa down the line for you and myself to walk into a store and say, we would like to be able to run our TV, our fridge, our pull pump, and our gate motor of solar. How far down the line are we in South Africa being able to access that information and technology? We're there, Avi. We have products that are available in your store today that you know, you're able to, Eaton has a simple little box, you mount it on the wall, you connect it to solar panels, you can connect it to your generator if you want, and it it runs automatically from an app on your phone. So we're there in terms of technology. It's just about people getting on board. Right now, you can have that system in your house and have it generating for your own use. We're not yet at a point where we're able to sell back into the grid any excess power, and that's where the support from government and ESCOM needs to step in. So you're saying to me that as we stand right now on a residential sort of setup, I could get 10 friends together and we could uh, spend a Sunday afternoon installing one of these systems at one of the houses, working how it works. And then for the next 10 Sundays, we could each get one. It's as simple as that. Maybe not that simple unless somebody had an electrical uh, qualification or electrician certification. Uh, But yes, there are certified installers that Eaton has approved that we work with specifically called X-Storage Home. It's a simple box, very sleek, very neat, mounted in your garage, so not taking up a lot of space. You don't have multiple battery packs, one battery, one inverter system. And the installers will come out, they will do a, a full check on wiring in your home to understand how how that is set up and yeah within a week you would have uh, your unit installed and ready to use so Navani, a lot of people are coming on the sms line a lot of uh, cynical comments and a lot of serious comments um but people basically want to know is is it possible to take yourself off the grid entirely with an eaten solution You can with one of our slightly bigger uh, X-Storage home products. We have Compact. Um, The microgrid solution is maybe for for an estate or a group of houses because it's a much larger scale. But yes, it's possible to go off-grid with a microgrid or an X-Storage compact solution. You're looking at battery power to store your energy when the sun is not shining, when you're not running a generator, for example. And that ensures also that it's safer for the climate. You know, you're not running your generator the whole time. The idea is to use solar and then store it overnight and, you know, be able to use it for hours and then, yeah. Nwani, Greg wants to know, I would love to have such a system, but every time I've looked into it, it's worked out to be just too complicated, number one. And secondly, the payback time ran into years. Has this changed or is this still the the scenario at the moment? It shouldn't be too complicated anymore, Greg. Uh, If you go to our website, we do have a list of our installers and they will be very happy to come out and, like I said, do a full evaluation. And it's as simple as that. You call them, they'll do the evaluation, they'll be able to install the unit. When it comes to the payback period, as I mentioned at the beginning, it's not 
your return on investment should not always be about the years that you, you're paying this back. It's about what kind of downtime are you saving? You know, for me personally, two hours of load shedding, which sometimes extends to about six hours if the transformer doesn't come back on again, that is six to eight hours of my life that I, I don't get back. Um, I'm not able to work from home. My kids aren't able to do their homework. So we're having to pack up, move to somewhere else where we can have access to electricity. All of that is it's unnecessary, right? And okay, once or twice, maybe you can justify it, but it's going to become more frequent. Load shedding is here to stay. Our infrastructure, our energy infrastructure is not where it needs to be. As you know, as we, we both recognize that ESCOM does not have the time to be able to do thorough maintenance. They're having to do the patch-up jobs, and that's not sustainable. And until we're able to give them that alleviation, you know, to be able to do, to, to take a unit off for six to eight weeks to do the full maintenance, they're never going to be able to get to a point where we can say low shedding is over. So evaluate or measure that downtime, measure more production that you're able to achieve from, from that time that you're not losing because of load shedding. And Avani, we, we need to take a quick break, but before we go there, I can relate to exactly what you're saying because I think twice last week I had deadlines to meet. I had staff working, you know, frenetically to get things done. And then all of a sudden it's, sorry, load shedding. I, I don't have my inverter didn't work or you know, uh, I don't know, the inverter ran out of power, whatever it was, and everything just grinds to a halt. And then you get a hold of the person they're going to be delivering the deadline, so to speak, to. And there's understanding, yeah, I'm in the same scenario. Okay, no problem. But what it really means is that the job doesn't get done, just gets rolled over, and there's a delay in the entire system. Ronnie, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with you in a moment. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. Online with me is Navani Yanis Johnson, who is the sales director at Eaton South Africa. Once again, please go have a look at the uh, the website. It's Eaton, E-A-T-O-N dot C-O dot Z-A, and everything's over there. Navani, we are running out of time, so I'd like to ask you, if I'm on the website, where do I go to find a home solution? where I can see the information and I can look at an installer. Um, it's on the X storage home tab. When we come to alternative power in South Africa, you guys are an international player. Is there the political will now or maybe in the near future to allow you guys easy access into the market so that the alternative suppliers can become major players in the market? Yes, I think, you know, if, if government is taking this seriously, African leaders are taking this seriously, they need to understand in order to help the utilities and support them, there needs to be a push towards independent power producers, alternative energy producers in the market to ensure that there is economic growth. It, it's not, it cannot be on the shoulders of the state-owned utilities only. Before we end off the interview, if you were the Minister of Health as of right now, and you were dealing with this particular issue. You were having this interview, and I said to you, Navani, how are we going to make the lives of the average South African easier, smoother, and more efficient when it comes to power? What would your solution be? How do we make it easier for the average homeowner to install their own um, uh, their own power? Um, in the you know 
alternative energy in their homes and be able to sell that excess to the, the grid. What does it take? Let's walk that journey. Is it a few clicks online and be able to, to get to that point? But it needs to be as simple as that. And Navani, do you know, I don't know if you remember, but we've been there before. I don't know if you remember, most probably eight years ago, um, there was a whole drive by government to change the downlighters to LEDs. And somehow there was like a window of a couple of months. You could get guys at your door with boxes of LEDs and they would switch out everything for you and it would cost you absolutely nothing because the LEDs at that time, the globes were prohibitive, the price. And they had this whole drive and then that stopped. But again, I suppose a similar thing like that, a free assessment as to what you need, an ability to get it installed and maybe pay it off like you would pay your electricity bill, et cetera, et cetera, and just free and quick and easy access to it. And um, Navani, the last thing that I've seen, I've just seen three S or four SMSs about it, um, which I need to ask is unfortunately the, uh, the uh, blotches on the South African landscape is theft. How much theft is there that you know of from of solar panels? So you go through the extent, the expense, you put it up, you change, you get everything done, and then you go out on a Sunday afternoon and you come back and there's something missing. Oh, yes, it's all your solar panels. Is that a reality or is that people just being paranoid? This is not really my area of expertise, but just as a homeowner, I could say that uh, I think uh, I've not heard of a lot of solar panel theft happening. Uh, I'm imagining there's not a big aftermarket yet for it. But should it become something that you know, is now the, the norm, and uh, I, I would imagine there would be a black market created for solar panels. What I do know is that it is quite securely stored to um, or secured to your roof because it does have to move with the sun and as the sun, uh, you know, you're trying to maximize your exposure. So it does, uh, it's quite securely locked in to the roof. So I would imagine it's not the most easiest thing to just disconnect and and uh, run off with or, you know, that kind of thing. But, and again, it's also quite delicate. So to get it off a roof and, you know, into a, a truck or something like that is, is a little bit of a, a mission. So I, I would hope that that our country does not get to that point, that they, it, it solar panels does get cheap enough and affordable so that everyone would be able to have it in their home. Navani, just before I let you leave, obviously the questions come through as to what is it going to cost me as an entry-level system fully installed in my house? I think this is best. It will vary from house to house. It will vary on what equipment you're going to be installing onto that. So every home has their own version of what is critical to have connected. And it also how much you will be requiring of that. So we have different size units. So I think it's best to engage with the installers and they will be able to give you a more accurate figure around this. Fantastic. Novani Ganis Johnson, sales manager at Eaton South Africa. Thank you so much for your time. And I know it's radio and people can't see, but thank you for your background. It's just bright and colorful. And uh, thank you for being a, bringing a bit of cheer on this, on this day today. Thanks, Avi. Thanks again Great. for the opportunity.